0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. Today we're going to be discussing taking a winter break, when you might want to do it, and what you might want to do during that break. But first, let's see what's happening with Melody today.
1: Oh, well, since the last time we got together, we had some chilly weather. So we've been outside a lot getting things ready for when it really gets cold. That was just a little hint or a reminder that at some point it's not going to be 100 degrees
0: outside. (laughs) Well, in Texas, yeah, anything lower than 100 is pretty cool. So it was nice to
1: spend more time outside and just, you know, transplant things that had grown out of their pots and look at the garden. And my tomatoes got excited when the weather got cooler. We've got a whole huge crop of little cherry tomatoes.
0: Oh, I'm jealous. I let my garden go and it's all shriveled and and really spooky looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tomatoes are the only thing that look good
1: in our garden. Some of the other things, our hackberry tree is doing that weird drip of sappy, I don't know what it's doing, oh, but some the of the plants over. have got all the weird little black crust over them. They mm-hmm. don't look very happy. But the tomatoes aren't under a tree, so they're doing good. Well, what that's are, good. What have y'all been doing with your spooky garden? <laughs> oh,
0: well, um, nothing at all. Just trying to avoid it. Um this past week of course we've all been dealing with the time change and so I'm having a hard time remembering to go outside for our evening walking that we do we've been we had been going to the park but now all of a sudden I'm I look up and I'll say <laughs> oh my goodness and so we're just running out and doing walking around the yard that's good uh-huh only my son being that he's 8 years old doesn't find just walking a good enough activity mm. And so I have to pretend to be a monster that eats him, or I have to be a zombie, or I have to do all sorts of things that really interfere with my steps. Um, But he's outside and he's being happy. And as you said, the cooler weather Mm -hmm. um, actually allowed us to go outside and do some of our read-alouds outside. Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Because as Charlotte Mason said, you should never be indoors when you can rightly be outdoors. I'm trying to take that to heart. And we did have a lovely school day that day.
1: That's so nice. It's been a while since I've taken anything outside to read. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to remember to do that, but I look up and it's getting dark outside.
0: Yes. (laughs) And then it feels so late. I'm
1: not a fan. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, I grew up in it, so I just figure that's how it is. But um, I have friends in other states that don't do it, and they like to brag a lot at this time of the year. Well, anyway, talking about this time of the year... We are going to be talking about what to do when we take a break. Um, School's been going on for months now. For some people, we're about to start our 12th week of school um, next week. So, um, of course, break is on my mind, and Mm -hmm. I know some people are all in that same mindset. So I thought it would be a good idea if we talk about that whole thing. When do you take a break? How long should you take a break? Um, What do what do do you do during the break? Yeah. So Melody, when you were homeschooling, what did you do about breaks? about breaks? Well,
1: in the beginning, when I only had a few little ones, we just kept on going. We kind of followed. all of our neighbors were in public school, and we sort of followed that same calendar. They were my little they would be at our house or we oh be sure, the so playmates. it made sense. The playmates. Yeah. And so we just kept on going up till about two weeks before Christmas. And that worked well because little ones thrive with a routine. And I could still get a lot of extra things done because the day was just, you know, Tracking along, keeping things going, and we also did not have a lot of outside activities at that point because they weren't members of this and that organization or club. Right, right. So as they got older, we had more things to do in addition to like family gatherings and church gatherings. There were youth gatherings and co-op gatherings and all the other things, and that's when we began to take some time off from schooling. A lot of reading kept going, mm-hmm. and a lot of times math, but we would switch gears for science and history and just. Um, do the other, I don't know, community-based things and Christmas things. and
0: The calendar gets very full in December. Everyone seems to want to have a party. And as oh you said, goodness. if yeah. you're part of uh, several organizations, all of a sudden you've got, you know, uh, cookie exchanges and you've got uh, white elephant gift exchanges yes. and little parties. And before you know it, you're wondering how you're going to get anything done. Except going to all these gatherings. Every weekend is full,
1: and you've got things to do during the week to get ready for the weekend, and it got really crowded. So that's when we began to step back and take a little bit school,
0: you know, light mm-hmm. <laughs> in December. What do you do? Well, um, so when I started homeschooling, I had four kids, ages uh, second grade and under, and I was pregnant. And so I was pretty overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And when December was looming ahead, I started to feel kind of panicky. And I thought to myself, what if I take off the whole month? And that was kind of a scary thought, take off the whole month. But um, that's what I did. I did that for actually quite a number of years. I called it um, Christmas school. Um, some people might call it winter school, whatever. But what I decided was there were enough activities that we were going to do to get ready for all of our holiday celebrations that we could count them as educational activities. So the measuring, the um, the planning of all the baked goods right. was part of our math. Um, the writing of Christmas cards was part of our penmanship program and part of our grammar, if you were going to write a little sentence or two. We wrote
1: little letters. Write little letters. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Doing community service things, like going to wrap gifts for Blue Santa, or doing food bank things. You know, those I lumped in as our um, citizenship Mm -hmm. activities. And so... We just, um, we just focused on those things going to, we went to musical events, you know, Mm -hmm. concerts. So there was our fine arts. Right. We read a lot. We, I have an extensive collection of Christmas books. So we read all these books and, you know, I read some and the children read some aloud. So I, I felt like even though we weren't following our curriculum for that one month period, it enabled me to get ready for the holidays in a way that I could help. The whole family participate it didn't just fall on me to write all the cards or oh, to right. do all the baking or whatever and then we were able to enjoy getting into some activities that i would have had to say no to if we had just you know lockstep followed our curriculum
1: mm-hmm.
0: once my kids got a little older we didn't do that quite the same it works better i think to take that time off like you said it was working better for you to stick to a schedule it worked better for me to just get, get rid of that schedule <laughs> And just throw ourselves into all the holiday activities, but it depends on the tenor of your family. It does, you know, and how many activities you have going
1: on, and things like whether or not your family is local or just do you have to travel. Some people need to travel, right? And so, what are your holiday plans? And then, you know, sometimes we took off some time for Thanksgiving, and then we'd do a little bit more school, and then we'd take off again. Mm-hmm. We were pretty flexible. We just did what worked for us for that year, every right? Year. But it was always nice to have that option in the back of our mind. And then we also used it as a time to study, like, the history of the different um, traditions that we like to follow in our house. Mm -hmm. We would learn the history behind it. So I felt like we could incorporate educational activities, even if it wasn't in the curriculum. Right,
0: right. And I think it's important to take breaks. There's a homeschool family. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember their name. I read about them years ago, and they never took off. So, and interestingly enough, their kids graduated high school by like the age of 12 or 13, yeah. and they began college, you know, shortly thereafter. By the time those kids were 18, some of them had a master's degree. And I found that admirable, except that I just knew that wasn't going to work for my family, mm-hmm. that we really needed some breaks just to give our brains time to, to rest and refresh. And then when we started back up again, we had more energy. So. We're not saying you have to take a break, but we're saying evaluate right mm-hmm. and see what you think your family needs. Maybe you don't need to take a long break. maybe do you Just want to take doing. at the end of your twelve weeks of school or your nine weeks of school take a take a week off and then maybe take a little time off at Thanksgiving then maybe take a little time off at at Christmas time or whatever holidays you're celebrating um at the end of the year, you know if you're um celebrating Hanukkah, or if you just you know, just want to take a break in the winter because you've been going on for so many weeks right. of school. Um, it's important to take breaks.
1: It is. And you can also take those breaks around what works best for your family. There's no rule that says you have to be through with your school by May 31st. If you need to go into June or July, right, that works just fine. And I have a friend who the bulk of her work is seasonal, During Thanksgiving and Christmas, or the end of the year, so that's kind of their break, and then they take off, you know, those two months and start in January or February and go through the summer, which really works well here because it's so hot. It is so hot in Texas in the summer. We keep saying that, but it really is so (laughs) hot. You can't really spend as much time outside, and it's more pleasant at this time of the year to be outside. And so they just they arrange their schedule to suit their needs. Right, and
0: and that's an important point. So when you get out of public school and you start to homeschool, you, it takes a while to get your brain out of that public school thinking of yes, schools from September to May. And you do this thing this time and this thing at that time. And once you get out of that thinking, it's very freeing, particularly if you're in a state like ours where you're not regulated to certain days or certain mm-hmm. number of hours. But even if you are in a heavily regulated state, there are ways to work in your breaks and still satisfy the requirements that you're under. It's going to take a little more creativity, but um, you can do it. You sure can. You know? It just takes realizing that
1: all of the children are learning all the time and learning that's not coming out of a book is still learning and still valuable. And sometimes for some children,
0: it's more valuable. Yeah. It works better for them for recall and for... Well, that goes back to the learning styles that we were talking about, is that some people don't learn as much uh, when they're reading. Like my son, he really learns a lot from videos. I'm trying to help him to learn more from reading and from having other sources of information. But um, sometimes I'll read something to him and I'll say, you know, what it was that we just read? And he'll say, I don't know. And I'll say, well, how is it that you know... This thing mm-hmm. you watched for two minutes on that video so well. But that's the way he takes in information. Ironically, we're using a method of education that doesn't use a lot of videos because it's Charlotte Mason. But when you get older, you're going to have to read a lot for information. Mm-hmm. So this is a, an exercise for his brain, just like going outside would be an exercise for his body, to, you know to, for him to have to attend to some reading. But yeah, depending on the way you learn, or uh, depending on the way your kids learn, They might be learning a lot more than you realize outside of your curriculum.
1: Oh, sure. It's always fun when they come up and tell you something that you know you didn't teach them. Mm -hmm. Like, where did you learn that? And then, oh, I read about it in a book or or I looked it up or something. So learning's happening all the time. You can
0: guide it and direct it and do things to make it more. Yeah, just because you take off for a break doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. Um, Unless you want it to be. It could be. But, yeah, we had, I had a plan during our winter breaks um, of what we were going to do. You know, we were going to do, we did a lot of crafts and handmade gifts. So we had to plan, um, you know, if we were going to make, uh, we did little decal soaps. Okay, how many soaps are we going to give to which people? Now we had to go find, you know, the materials. How many materials do we need? So it, it took a lot of planning and it took a lot of mathematical reasoning and so I really think it, it, those are real world skills we all mm-hmm. need. I mean, it is good if you can do, you know, quadratic equations. But really knowing how to double a recipe or how to plan how much food to make for a gathering. Mm-hmm. Those are some skills you're going to use your whole life. Long. That's right. How to plan the grocery list,
1: how mm-hmm. to budget for it. There's a lot of a lot of math skills that you're coming of. A out lot about. of math skills. So did you sit down at the beginning or like before Thanksgiving or before December and make a master list of things you wanted to do or did you just roll with the punches?
0: No, I actually did um, because so many things are already scheduled. You know, if there are um, holiday concerts or there are cookie baking or uh, gingerbread house baking Mm -hmm. parties or whatever, you know, I have sat down and put those on my calendar. Okay. So I could plan for us to go to them. And then, um, you know, we had a list of people to whom we wanted to give gifts, and so you know you have to we have a very large family. My husband's the oldest of six. I'm the oldest of four. we have six children. Uh, you know, there are a lot of a lot of gift lot giving of and too. so you you can't just fly by the seat of your no. pants on that <laughs> and so yeah, I would plan ahead and during the whole year, I kept kind of a little notebook of cool gift ideas I would see. I'd print out things, recipes I wanted to try, um, you know, um, charitable things I wanted to participate in. Like in our area, a big thing is the children giving to children parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would always plan for that. That was, a that was like I think it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Who knows if it will be this year. But you would go to it and take um, gifts to put on the floats. And those gifts would be given to, disadvantaged children through the blue santa um christmas you know so you have to plan ahead um mm. at least i did i had to plan ahead and yeah so by it's the time a December kind of planning yes yeah, so yeah by the time december started i had a pretty good idea of what we we're going to do what about you how did you approach your holiday breaks
1: well basically the same just depending on what we were doing that year but there was always a big list making and and we would just have a big powwow and talk about what do we want to do Did they have ideas for gifts they wanted to make for people? And the same thing. Had collected a folder of ideas, things that they could do that were useful and not just busy work.
0: Yes. Oh, please do not give your kids just busy work. Macaroni necklaces. Right. And a macaroni
1: necklace is fine for building fine motor skills. But you want to give people gifts that they can use and appreciate. And um, I wore my share of macaroni necklaces (laughs) around the house.
0: (laughs) But not <laughs> usually. <laughs> yes, I, I wore some and some very creative earrings as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. But I liked
1: your idea. I like the decaled soaps and we did a lot of uh, baking and then some years
0: we did cookies in a jar, you know, where you Oh give the little the mixes. Yeah. And lots of measuring, lots of and, fractions and And that's another good thing is helping your kids develop the Um, the skills of evaluating what makes what goes into a good gift what's a good point you know what's a good gift to to give and receive because even kids who had their share of gifts where they think does this person even know me Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah you know using your holiday break to enrich your lives and build real life skills and use the skills you've already learned reinforce those skills that is really well worth taking a break from your regular curriculum. You'll find out quickly how much your kids actually have learned. True.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you see a gap when you're doing Mm -hmm. some real-life application of the things you've been learning in your lessons, and then you know when you get back to regular school to zero in on those things. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because sometimes kids are really good – at putting the information on paper, mm-hmm. but they're not really good at applying it. Right, like capital
1: letters. What? On my letters, I have to use capital letters? Yeah.
0: Right, or not putting them at the beginning of every word in a sentence just because mm-hmm. you like those letters. My husband throws capitals in willy-nilly when he's writing. I think that has to do with his dyslexia, and I find it really amusing.
1: Or A.A. Milne. Christopher Robin has a lot of Oh, this extra- is true. Winnie the Pooh. Well, that's how children write.
0: Right, that's how children write. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we'll talk about how winter break is different this year.
1: Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of
0: your own home. We've got some really exciting news to share. Holly, why don't you tell everyone? Yes, we do. Transcript Maker is now part of the Homeschool Connect Expo okay and if someone doesn't know what an expo is how would you explain that to them well the homeschool connect expo is a virtual homeschool convention so instead of having to drive somewhere and go into an exhibit hall and spend a whole day you just get to go to this convention from the comfort of your own home and it's free to register well, I think that's perfect
1: for right now because all of those conventions are not happening. So that is really
0: good. How are they going to, how do they find it? The Homeschool Connect Expo is at homeschoolconnectexpo.com. Just go right there and then you register and you start to browse. There are all kinds of exhibitors. Transcript Maker is one and you can see um you can listen to speakers you can explore all different curriculums you can uh, sign up for giveaways it's uh it'll be really fun for people to be able to do that
1: i have to check that out myself so what if someone catches this podcast late will they
0: miss oh no this is the other nice thing because uh, normally a convention you know is a couple days this is going to be ongoing for the next year is that a change in response
1: to everyone having to change all
0: their plans? Yes, this year? it is. Um, the Homeschool Connect Expo used to just be held six times a year for certain periods of time, but now they're going to just keep it up for the whole year. I love that. I do too. How how creative of a solution! A good way to serve the homeschool community. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um,
0: what is Transcript Maker
1: going to be having at the booth there?
0: Well, we have a virtual booth and we will be showing you how to use Transcript Maker. We'll be sharing different um, ideas and things about what to put on your transcript. Nice. And you're going to want to go to our booth because we're also going to have a discount code that nice. you can use on your subscription if you're not a subscriber yet.
1: That is awesome. So get your 14-day free trial at www.transcriptmaker.com. And visit us at the Homeschool Connect Expo. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts.
0: Okay, well let's talk about how we're going to do winter break in light of all the restrictions and differences we're encountering this year because of this pandemic pandemic.
1: I think people are finding ways to be more creative about how they might be able to give to people if they can't be attending something in person. I think that most of those uh, donation drives are still easy to incorporate into your plans because
0: you just go and drop things off. True. That's true. Or you can give monetary donations. Right. A lot of organizations I know appreciate the monetary donations because they have um, ways to multiply that money. You know, like if you if you just go and give some canned goods, that's really wonderful for your food bank. But sometimes if you give them cash, they have special discounts that they can um, they can use. And so that one dollar can be give them ten dollars of purchasing oh, that's power. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Really good point. What other ideas do you have? Um, well, here's something that I've done with my kids for a number of years and and you can still do it. Um, I like some organizations like World Vision and Heifer International where you can give a donation to help um, people who are overseas. Last year, my son and I gave a donation, and we bought soccer balls for kids in Africa. So I also like to tie my charitable giving to things that my kids can relate to. Mm -hmm. My son loves to kick a soccer ball around. And when I told him that some kids have to take rags and tie them together around rocks because they they are in an area where they just don't have resources to get soccer balls Mm -hmm. he wanted to buy soccer balls so tying your um your charitable things that you do with your kids for the holidays and throughout the year tying it to something that relates to them is a really good way to get them involved
1: that's a great idea
0: and you can just we we got a little catalog that came in the mail we're going to go through the catalog and there's lots and lots of Fun um and helpful things that you can do. Uh, big donations and little donations. You can even buy part of um a yurt for people in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Can help dig a well. Help dig a well. There are all kinds of things that you can do, and you know um I know my family. We don't need a lot of things. Same here. We're we just always looking need for things. things that you
1: can, gifts of time or mm-hmm. other ways to give that doesn't result in having to find a
0: place for some right. other thing. Right, and, and give things uh, in people's names. Um, so that's another nice thing you can do. Um, there are a lot of online concerts and things that you can attend from home. Um, So I already have a couple of them on my calendar, different types of concerts that my son and I can watch. We have in the past gone to some live concerts. Mm -hmm. We have a a lovely um, orchestra here called the Starlight Symphony that we would go and attend their performances in person, but they're not having them right now. So um, we're going to look for some of those kinds of things that we can do from home. And then there are outdoor activities that depending on where you live may or may not be available. We have um, a walking trail near us that um, they decorate for the holidays with Christmas lights and things each each um, it's like a benefit for the food bank and Mm -hmm. each uh, company or entity that wants a booth there, they decorate it. And then um, I guess they pay money to do that. And then you can walk through and see it. So, you know, just, it's going to take some creativity, I think there are plenty of ways we can still enjoy this time of the year and taking a break from our curriculum mm-hmm. and, you know, just to be creative. Um, we could probably still participate in a lot of the things we normally do, just in different ways. I
1: think so. I've seen some groups doing having some Zoom parties where everybody gets together and they're still either singing Christmas carols together. I mean, they aren't doing this yet. They're talking about it. Right, right. But they've been making some plans about, hey, what if we
0: all get together and sing together over Zoom? And it's like, that would be fun. I just did um, an online painting class that same way. Um, So you know how people do the sip and paint things? So um, we did that with, uh, we all got our little... paint sets uh-huh. and then we zoomed in and we watched the video and we painted and we chatted it was so much fun it's just a different kind of fun. just a different kind of fun but yeah. there's still going to be some things we
1: can do especially outdoor activities mm-hmm. we have a similar walk and talk and kind of thing that goes on in our town and um i've seen there are always areas where you can drive through we used to like to drive around oh look yes at the there are
0: more of those drive so things. i expect
1: this year some of those may be even more spectacular well
0: some people have already started putting up their holiday decorations um i'm not quite ready it's for that i just December took down yet. my halloween <laughs> i just took down my halloween ones but you know what i think it's really wonderful if people if people find that that's a a great outlet for the stress that they've been experiencing to start decorating now I'm all about it I can't wait to go see That'd what everybody's fun. done because yeah we always love to go light looking
1: we had we always had one one afternoon sometimes it was after a gathering we would drive the long way home just so we could go oh, and yes. see all of the lights and then there's a street Uh, nearby that every single home on the street gets in together and they have lights going across the street. Oh my gosh. I love when neighborhoods coordinate like that. It's quite lit up and really fun just Mm -hmm. to go drive around and look at that. that. Um, What other kind of things
0: do you think might be available? Well, that is a good question. I think, you know, drive-through things, there going to be a lot more of those. And I think that we can all also find things to do, That maybe we haven't done before. Maybe go take a hike. Mm -hmm. Go take a holiday hike and look for the different nature things that are changing. Different birds that are in the area. Um, Maybe, you know, pick a couple of places where you can concentrate your donation efforts. We have very close to us a no-kill animal shelter. And we usually take things to them for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to find... Things where maybe the are areas that are underserved that could use uh, donations or, and even volunteer. Uh, maybe you can do some mail sorting or, you know, just look for, I a don't local know. local food just look bank for, always ha-
1: needs volunteers. And yeah. So that's open certain times of the week. You just have to sign up to get to go.
0: Right. And I do know that a lot of those places have precautions in place, you know, for you to volunteer in a socially distant way. Mm-hmm keep everybody safe so I think again it's just going to be a combination of online things it's also a good time for people to do those
1: things that you always think you don't have time to do that you maybe wish you had time to do everyone has a little more time at home now since mm-hmm. so many things are closed and so we did things like you know movie night and oh watch yeah. the Christmas movies or the holiday movies and take the time to sit down and do that with your family and have a gift wrap night or have a, you know, make tags or make cards or Or make your own wrapping
0: paper. Yes. That's
1: always a fun, Uh we did that several times and that was always interesting, (laughs) (laughs) interesting paper, but there are ways you can spend your time at home and create good memories about the holidays. True enough.
0: Also, I'm really excited about this hot chocolate bombs.
1: What have is you a seen hot
0: chocolate bomb? Okay, so this is a big I've thing, got and to know about this, <laughs> people are selling them. So you um you have just look online for hot chocolate bomb recipes, and you have to get a silicone mold that um, makes two halves of a circle. okay. So anyway, you get the chocolate, you melt it, you paint it in the little mold. and then inside of it you put hot cocoa mix and marshmallows and stuff like that and then um oh well once you pop goodness. the sides out then you you put the put stuff in and then you put them together you know with uh you warm them and you kind of glue them together with the chocolate and then you can put little uh, decorations on the top you know a little drizzle of icing or whatever anyway then you have your hot milk whatever kind of milk you drink i drink almond milk um and anyway you put the the bomb in the in the cup in and you pour the hot Milk over it, and it explodes open, and it makes a hot cup of hot cocoa. <laughs> How exciting! I got to try this. Like. like I used to make the chocolate-covered spoons. But yeah, yeah, taking time to make make these fun things that are different that will make your holidays special. Whatever your holiday traditions are, mm-hmm. you know that just find some things that maybe you haven't done before, and do those so that instead of this holiday being like, well, we couldn't go see grandma. The holiday is like, wow, we had an amazing holiday time. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time to take the time to reach out to the
1: people that you haven't seen in a while Mm -hmm. and the people who might be lonely or not have family
0: nearby Mm -hmm. and take time to think about others. Right. I think so. I think it'll be a really good holiday season. If we put some thought into it now, we'll be ready to have a really good holiday season. At this time in our podcast, we
1: tackle the big questions that we see in online homeschool support groups. What is our question
0: this week? Well, people, you know, been in school for a while, and a lot of them, this is their first year, and they were used to the public school doing testing. So people oh, yeah. are asking about uh, if their kids need to take standardized tests, or should their kids take standardized tests. And but, how to, and where to. Right, yeah. right.
1: They are available. There is probably a standardized test available in every state or wherever you live. We really never, I didn't do standardized tests with my kiddos, but there was always the option. And so if people just really want to have a good barometer of where their children are and their progress, it's not a bad idea to take the Iowa test of basic skills, Mm -hmm. which is just a basic, you know, measure of, what your child has learned at this point in comparison
0: with other children that age. I actually had my two oldest children tested when they were in third and fifth grade because I was really insecure about what they were learning. And I was very happy at the results. It, it showed me exactly where they were on their math and reading, what I had thought, you know, that their skills, where their skill level was. But the thing I loved, and we've talked about this, is that kids are learning all the time. And it showed that they had learned things I had never taught them. Mm-hmm. Now, I never tested any of my kids after that. That little experience kind of just gave me um, a real confidence in what I was doing. And it gave me um, a little peace of mind that they were learning. And then if we just kept on, that they everything would turn out all right. And since five of them are now adults and some of them have gone to college and they, they're working, I feel like, you know, we did do really a good job and they had a good education and so yes if you feel a little worried about Mm -hmm. where your kids are yeah i would explore um taking a test sometimes um private schools will allow homeschoolers to come in and test that's true you can order the test and and give them to your kids at home Mm -hmm. and depending on what state you're homeschooling in you might be required to have your child tested some states do have that requirement we don't have that requirement here in texas no, but you want to know if it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. And the local groups will be able to point you to the right, the right resources. That's right. But, it, uh, you know, you're going to find out some good stuff about what you've been doing. And so I think for that purpose, having your kids tested at least once in their homeschool career is probably a good experience. Mm-hmm. Especially if it gives you peace of mind mm-hmm. and confidence to keep going. Yeah. Well, what parent doesn't need that comfort and peace of mind? And that's what we hope to bring to you every time. So, thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. Happy homeschooling! Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Earbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Melody Gillum. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y WINS. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us. Online things and a combination of... I don't know. I've lost my thought. Uh